Hey everybody! Welcome! Or welcome back! To the Stars Were Born podcast! Starring me, Marley Shepard. And me, Brenna DeWolf. We're here, you thought we died, but we're back. Oh my god, I hope they didn't think we died. We took two weeks off. Yeah, but didn't you post something on our Instagram? No. Oh, well, we didn't die. We didn't die. We're here. We missed you guys. I'm so happy to be back. And this is the first time I've seen Britta in like a week. Or maybe over a week. When was the last time I saw you? Like last Bachelor. No, you came over to watch Outer Banks last Thursday. Or last Wednesday. Okay, never mind. So it's been a week. Okay. Well, we missed each other and we missed (laughs) doing the pod. I know, it's been fun. So, Brenna, catch me up on your life. Um, well, pretty much. I've been super de duper busy. Well, first with the dog, and then also I went to Mexico. Snaps for Mexico. Yeah, it was so fun. It was for one of my best friends from college. Shout out to Swaggy, Maggie, my girl. Um, we decided that we were going to have her bachelorette party in Playa del Carmen. And let me tell you, the vibes were immaculate. It was stunning. The weather, the food, the boat day, the Airbnb, just stunning. And it was really fun. And pictures were insane. So I'm sure living it was, it was just on another level. It was one of those things like. I don't know. I've been starting to do this thing where if I'm, like, really, really happy in the moment, I'll just, like, do this. Yeah. And, like, like, like be, like, I cla- capture the moment. Yeah. Like, like Jim and Pam. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, like, the camera. Yeah, like, the like, camera. camera. Yeah. So, I, I, did the, I did that so much this weekend. And I just, like, remember every place that I did it. Mm-hmm. So, I highly recommend. If you don't do that, you should start doing it because it really is a mental image that yeah. stays in your head. Yeah. You just want to remember this moment. Click. I just remembered this moment. Aw, are you going to remember it? Yeah. With the box in the background? Yeah. You know this is Brenna's house. You need to put that up. I need to put it up. I'm going to put it up on this wall. Wow. But yeah. Anyway, Marley. Tea from, like, what what was highs, lows? Or you don't have to say lows. Uh, No, I can say the lows. Okay. Um, We actually talked about this. So, I would say the low was, I told you this whole story, but, um... One of the girls, who I actually know pretty well, she is Maggie's friend from high school, and she was coming in by herself, and we were all supposed to get a shuttle together, um, like a van together. Her phone died when she got to the Mexican airport, and we thought she literally got either detained or taken. We were like, what is going on? Like, oh my God, it was two hours of waiting and we had no idea where she was. We knew she landed because she said like something about like, oh, I'm in Terminal 4, like getting my bag Mm -hmm. and then nothing for two hours. That sounds like she got abducted. Yeah, we were all like kind of like worried about that, but I was like, it's okay. Like, it'll be fine. Mm -hmm. And it ended up like, she ended up, um, her phone died uh, the, what was it? Her, um, checked bag, the like luggage claim took an hour and a half and 
she was like crying the whole time because there was no outlets. Like she was like, "Where's an outlet? Where's an outlet?" Oh there's like, "There's no outlets in here. You have to in go out." It was like in the baggage claim area, mm. and in order to, she was like, "Well, I'm gonna go charge my phone and I'll be back." And they're like, "You can't leave the baggage claim area." Doesn't she need her bag? Yeah. Yeah. So it took an hour and a half for her bag to get there. Oh my god! And then she had to get out of baggage claim and. And then she plugged in her phone. So it took like two hours to get back in touch with us. That's wild. It was insane. Like, oh. scary. But, so that was definitely the low. But I mean, like, it w- had a great ending at the end. Like, it was fine. Um, the high, I would have to say, would be the boat day. Boat day. Just like, all I can say is immaculate vibes. All you can eat, all you can drink, party, so fun. The... Like, staff on the boat was insane. Shout out to Aldo. He is now a follower of me, and I'm a follower of him on Instagram. Okay. Love him so much. Um, And he was so sweet. Like, at the end, he, like, uh, he, like, we were, well, Swagass was hammered, which was exactly what she should have been. And we were all just, like, feeling ourselves and everything, and we got a picture during the sunset. And then he, like, was like, okay, we're about to dock. But I just wanted to let you all know, like, and I don't say this to groups, like, you all were the best group we've ever had. Like, and he, like, started getting, like, really emotional. Oh and he God. was, like, he, he like, looked at Maggie and he was, like, I just know that, like, you are surrounded by such an amazing group of people. Oh and, like, you're, like, you're, I know that, like, you are so loved by this group. And, like, it was so sweet. And I was, like, oh, my God. Was everyone crying? Yeah, like, I was literally sobbing. And, like, um... There were a few other people who had, like, tears in their eyes. Oh, my God. It was so emotional. And I was like, okay, Aldo, way to get us, like, emosh. I love that. Yeah, but it was really fun. Oh, And so I just, like, good. love all of Maggie's friends that aren't, mm-hmm. like, obviously our college friends. I love our college friends. But it was just a great group. And they really, like, we really got along well. It's fun. I'm so happy for you. How are you? I'm good. Just chugging along. Just chugging along. I want to hear about, um... You have, like, a new journey going. I will, yeah. I started my sewing journey last summer, and I haven't really been practicing, but I did practice. Last summer? Yeah, August. Oh, my shit. I mean, oh, my God. Oh, my shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I haven't been practicing, but I, as we know, Taylor Swift is approaching. Yeah. And I'm like, I want to sew something. I'm being so ambitious. I am the most green sewer you've ever met. You're really good. No idea what I'm doing. And I'm like, oh, I don't need a pattern. Like, I watch all these YouTube videos. I'm like, I can do it. Like, and they, like, make everything so much more complicated from my eyes. From my yeah. Body. I'm like, why do you got to make this so complicated? Just sew it like this and sew it like this and sew it like this. And so that's what I did. And it, I made a shirt out of bandana. And I had this really cool image in my head. I'm like, it's going to be, like, this navy bandana. I want to kind of bejewel it. And, and I want to have straps so I can, like, so it's not going to be a tube top. Because last yeah. time I wore a tube top and it just, like, kept, yeah. kept falling down. And it just, like, it looks so boxy, and, like, it just doesn't fit correctly. But, you know, we got some time still. We got, like, almost I'm glad you started. Because, like, you can really work on it. And, like, even, like, what are your thoughts about doing, like, 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 buckles or chains as the... Right. 
that would be cool, but I, I just want to make sure, like, the bodice part looks good. for me. And it doesn't look like an actual box. Yeah. Um, because I had to put straps in just to, like, for the first round to just make sure everything looked correct. But, honestly, I feel really good about it. I feel like... I, I've been watching... I binge next in fashion. I know. That's so funny. And I'm obsessed. It's such a good season, guys. There's one particular contestant who I'm in love with, and he's not my usual type, but you need to watch so... I, Wait, I, like you're you actually guess. in love with him? Yeah. Can I, I look them up? Instagram. Can I look them up? Yeah. Next in fashion. Okay, keep talking. And okay, I'm well, it up. do you want me to tell you who it is? Yeah. Nigel. He literally shows up right away. He's the first one if you type in next He's in fashion. Like, he gives me kind of like a bad bunny vibe. He's so hot. Is he like into girls? I think so. Cool. His style is so cool. He makes everything. Oh. Uh, like, very patchwork, like, a lot of jean, a lot of, like, really cool... What are you looking Does at? Does he wear... He's interesting looking, Marley. I love that for you. I'm obsessed. But he, they've all... All of the contestants have really inspired me to get back into sewing. And I would just, like, enjoy him this this weekend, like, oh, I'm next in fashion. <laughs> like, just walking around... Oh, my God. Walking around the fabrics, like, oh, yeah. Like, here I am. So... Tell me about your Joanne's, because I was very curious. You were talking about how you wish that there was, like, a group there. Okay. All I wanted was, like, a worker to help me. Oh, I, okay. I didn't need, like, all the grandmas to be telling me what they're working on. But I just needed someone to be like, hey, well, you there's look no a workers? little lost. There was no workers? I didn't see any workers. Until you checked out? I didn't, unless they're at the checkout counter, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I feel like TBH... To be honest, which if I say that to my dad, he's like, you should always be honest, which is annoying. Um, but I feel like there is le- there's fewer and fewer employees that are just like rolling around everywhere. Right. And I understand because most of the time when people come up to me, I'm like, get away from me. Like, I'm fine. But there are certain stores that you, yeah. you it would be nice for someone to ask, like, how's it going? And Joanne's is one of them because... I'm confused. I don't, I don't and so Joanne's is so hard to like it's go just around. It's fabric. Mm-hmm. I'm like I don't know how much I need. I don't like I think someone and they need to be like really good sewers. They should be so, they should have so they should have so specialists. Yeah, exactly. Like like ask the sewer. Mm-hmm. You know how like you can like I don't know. I feel like I'm trying to think of like a place that has like a like a frame store. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like, you can go up to, like, at, like, a Michael's or, like, it used to be a Benjamin Franklin. And, like, you could ask people, like, what their thoughts are on, like, the frames. Mm -hmm. They should have that in Joanne's. I know. I agree. It would make the experience a lot better. Also, Ben Franklin. I went to Michael's the other day, too. And I'm like, I I will always be team Ben Franklin. I miss it. Okay. Yes. One. It's not the same. One. I hate that it changed to AC Moore. And then what happened to AC And then AC Moore bankrupt. Oh. Like, you decided that you were big enough to take over Ben Franklin, Benny. Oh, big on, old Benny? On the $100 bill. $100 Benny? And then you you decide you go bankrupt? Yeah. It's the same thing with Ucrops being taken over by Martins. Right, exactly. And then Martins bankrupts. Yeah. What are you doing? Like, step up. 
And step up. And now now it's just Michaels. Michaels literally has like Michaels, a freaking like monopoly. Yeah. Like and I There's don't you no don't you come for me with like the Hobby Lobby situation. Okay, okay. Also I did go to Hobby Lobby. And it yeah, is and a how wild was it? place to be. But it is a little different than Michaels. It Michaels, is much different. It's Michaels much more is different. Only crafts. Yeah, only crafts, which I enjoy. Hobby Lobby, they have crafts, but they also have like all those chuggy little like things you can place like, like wash and like yeah. drop your drawers and, when you get into the bathroom and, like, and stuff the only person that can tell us what to do in this house is god and mama god mama tacos margaritas <laughs> and coffee coffee runs this house i've been trying to make myself protein shakes all week and they keep turning out to be margaritas <laughs> Yes. Hobby Lobby is that. Yeah, half of like most of it. Yeah. I would say seventy five percent. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Hobby Lobby, I'm still like very I'm not gonna say anti because I if am, I need to go. I am anti Hobby Lobby because I thought they were like extremely they're, homophobic and they're racist. extremely like it's like Chick fil A Hobby Lobby. Like Yeah. And Hobby Lobby doesn't I, don't quote me on this, but I think it's true. Hobby Lobby doesn't pay for, um, like, their benefits program mm -hmm. um, for the health care. They don't pay for contraceptive. Like, they don't pay for oh. birth control. Well, we're really outing on these companies right now. Yeah, shout Go out. boycott. Don't shout out. No <laughs> shout out to Hobby Lobby. Boycott. <laughs> boycott, except you were there this weekend. Well, I spent, like, $3 on three bandanas. That's just true. Mm -hmm. So. You know what? Well, Amazon. Well, that's a whole other beast, so never mind. We're not approaching that. Yeah. Anyway, if you're new here, wow, you've already <laughs> gotten through this. We talk about the stars in the sky and the stars in the ground, which we haven't talked about yet, but we're going to. Yeah. We got a big epi. Big epi. Because something very important happened on Wednesday the 7th. Saturn moved into Pisces. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was thinking the pop culture segments that we oh, we were dealing with. A lot, a lot's happened since we've because Wednesday the seventh was also when the news dropped about Vanderpump Rules. Oh, true, Vanderpump. So Wednesday the seventh oh, no. was a big day. Oh no, wait. It was like like a couple days ago. Wednesday, it's it is Wednesday right now. It's the eighth. I'm talking about last Wednesday, the okay. Vanderpump Rules stuff, but it like keeps like tumbling. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tumble, tumble, tumble. Anyway, we're Saturn. Right. Saturn, Vanderpump, and Selena Haley. And mm. then we're going to continue with our album breakdown. Yes. So we're breaking down all of Taylor's albums until we get to go to her in late April. And the one that we're doing today is Red, which is... So good. I think I said it's top two for me. It might be. Top two for me, yeah. Okay. Love you all. See you soon. Everybody. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know that the same time as you. Okay, we just spent like 45 minutes. I don't know. That was not 45 minutes. <laughs> just talking about Taylor Swift. We're like, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta stay on track. Um. All right. So everyone, big things are happening. Big things popping. Little, little things, things stopping. Stopping. Saturn has officially moved into Pisces. If you're listening to this on or before it. March 7th, which you have, because we're recording this on March 8th. And it will stay in the sign of Pisces until February 13th, 2026. Oh my God, the day before 
Valentine's Day of next year. Oh, not twenty twenty six. Three years. Jeez. It goes in and out. I think so. It like retrogrades back. I think, and then it might. Yeah, I think it retrogrades back for a little bit. Or maybe it goes forward. I don't know. It moves around a little bit, but for the most part, I think that it officially ends on March 13th, 2026. Um, so what does this mean, Marley? So when we say this, this is a little refresher for the OGs of the pod. And if you're new, this is not a refresher. So we think of the planets. This is a, this is a good analogy I heard an astrologer say. The planets are the actor. So they're doing... So they're doing the thing. Doing the Thing. And the sign is the role that it's playing. So it's like the character. Okay. It's the archetype that and the themes that we're going to be, that are going to be surrounding the actor. Okay. Right? So Saturn is coming from Aquarius. We've had about two and a half years of Saturn being in Aquarius. And you know when it started? Saturn and Aquarius. March 2020. T. 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 Okay, so Saturn coming from here. And also was in Capricorn before that, obviously, because that's how it goes. But so that means that Saturn has been in either Aquarius or or Capricorn, which are both Saturn-ruled signs since 2017. A.K.A. Saturn has been, like, extremely Saturn. Okay. More Saturn than it usually is. Okay. So now that it's going into Pisces, it's going to, like, we're going to... Feel like a little bit loosen the loosen of the reins a little bit like okay oh. like feeling a little bit more like flowy like maybe we can bend the rules a little bit more i love that i love that yeah, i do let's so, bend some rules so also this is really big obviously for us Are rules the, the 1994-1996 babies? Yes, because we have Saturn in Pisces in our birth charts. Meaning oh, cool. we have officially began our official Saturn, Saturn return. return. How are we feeling? Oh my god, I'm feeling really angsty. Angsty? Angsty? Anxious? You know, what I want to do, like before at least like within the next month, like not even month, maybe week, I want to write a letter to myself like when I come out of the Saturn return, like, hey girl, hey future Marley, like. Oh, so you want to write it like, uh, like up these upcoming weeks for yeah, this in is the three years. Of my Saturn return. I want to like, oh, I want to read it in like twenty twenty six and be like, okay, wow, past Marley, like, you know, wouldn't that be cool? That's kind of crazy. Because think about this, this is like such a huge time. Think about what's life. gonna change for you. I know. And, like from now until 2026. I know. And everyone. Think about like this. I don't know. It's so crazy. Like COVID itself lasted an entire amount of time of like Saturn being in Aquarius. Right. So that's interesting. Okay. So we had Saturn in Aquarius, which is Aquarius is a fixed air sign. Mm-hmm. So the themes of this sign were like technology, innovation, innovation, social connections, that's Aquarius. And Saturn is like the boundaries, the, the restrictions, everything. So we experienced obviously like lockdowns, social distancing, everything pretty much moved online. Like everyone's work yeah. moved online. Like we just, you know, dating moved online. Everything moved so much more online. And there were also like a lot of disputes around like big tech companies and things like that. 
So Saturn, like we said, all about restrictions, boundaries, limits, maturity, and like getting your shit together and like discipline and like working hard in like in the dark. You know what I mean? Like working hard and not showing everyone that you're working hard. Yeah. You're just doing it because you're you're putting in the work. Yeah. Um so Saturn and Pisces, like we said, that's mutable water. So it's adaptable kind of emotion, things under the surface, things that are more creative, things that are more abstract. So very exciting. Very exciting. Um, so I feel like the themes like this was a girl, I think her name's, she's an astrologer named Marin something. I can post her in the thing because she did a really good video on this. Um, but she kind of was thinking that Saturn and Pisces is going to be more restrictions about belief and like faith-based themes like religion and like what people are allowed to believe and like what parts of religious or, or ideologies might be harmful. And then like infringement on beliefs um around like our body and restrictions on drugs so like i think more about like abortion might still come up and things like that okay um so interesting the last time this happened was 1993 to 1996 um and there was a whole lot of like religious cult stuff going on um there was like a cult in waco that had a siege on it the world trade center yeah did you watch waco i didn't the branch divinians but that happened in, like, when Saturn was in Pisces. I'm actually shocked you didn't watch that. I didn't. Oh, you would like it. You would probably fall in love with him. Would I? With the cult leader? Yeah, you know who it, who plays him. Is it Jared Leto? No. <laughs> Doesn't he have a cult? Tim Riggins. I don't know who that is. Did you not watch... Did you not watch, um... Tim um... What is it? Shoot. Um... Clear eyes, full of hearts, can't lose. Mm, I didn't. You didn't watch that? I didn't. What is it called? Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights. Whoa. <laughs> I just had a Clear brain fart. Clear eyes, full of hearts, can't lose. Um, but I knew what you're talking about. Well, Tim Riggins plays him, and he's so good. He looks oh. like a football player. Well. Well, he is. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, basically, there was a lot of um, religious things going on and cultish things religious or cultish like extremism happening um what else space travel happened charles and diana divorced oh t which i think is like maybe like big heartbreak is gonna happen because pisces Mm -hmm. um also this was kind of around the i'm just realizing this now like the nirvana era i guess like he died in 94 but, like, he was a Pisces. I think of him as, like, the most Pisces Pisces. Mm-hmm. Um, and then back the last time, before the 90s that it happened, was in the 60s. And there was a lot of Vietnam stuff, nuclear warfare, Mary Poppins, which is, like, dream, dream-like stuff. That's the guy you think I'm going to fall in love with? If you watch it. Okay. Cult leader? Maybe. <laughs> um, and Miranda writes, that was all in the 60s. But, anyway... So that's a little history lesson. Um, what else? What else can we talk about this time? Um, oh, we already said this. Okay. Um, so we can do like a quick little what we can expect for our rising sign in particular. Sure. Um, all right. So the overall arching theme, I think, of this is 
we need to commit to something and see it through. Like, it's we're not being wishy-washy anymore about, like, dabbling. We're mm-hmm. committing to something and we're going to see it through and we're going to work hard to do it despite, you know, some boundaries, some th- hardships. Like, we're going to get through everything. So, you look at this based on your rising sign. On our rising sign. Okay. So, we can start with Pisces risings because Pis- it's Pisces season, Saturn's in Pisces. So we'll start there. So that means that your Saturn is in the first house. So you're going to have like some themes around your sense of self, your physical body, your personal goals, um, and investing energy back into yourself. Love. Um, and if your rising sign is Aries, that it means that Saturn's in your 12th house. And that means that you need to see through your spirituality, your addictions. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ooh. spending more time by yourself. So looking more internally and becoming more reflecting. Love it. And then Taurus. That's 11th me. House. Oh my God, Bryn. So lots of changes around your social circles. Oh. Ooh, your network. Like overall, like maybe like work network oh um and then this is interesting so you're gonna have to kind of reckon with like what relationships are actually strong and worth keeping and what are just not worth your energy and they're gonna they're gonna naturally like just dissipate yeah and like the the real will stand the test of time yeah and the fake won't yeah i mean like i feel like that's what a lot of people go through in their late 20s anyway but that is something that's on my like list for this year especially is mm-hmm. like um one of my months is you know relationships and just like reevaluating relationships looking at like what works what doesn't work that kind of stuff love it and and practicing boundaries i need to practicing boundaries yeah. saying no when you don't want to yeah love it love okay gemini if you're a rising gemini that means that siren's in your 10th house so this means that you're going to have more responsibilities in your career and p- professional life. So that's going to be a big change. Leveling in next, up. Yeah, next three years, level up. And also, like, you might be, like, thinking, you might want to change or maybe you just changed into something. And if you're feeling like, should I have done this, should I have not, like, you just got to commit to something. Yeah, commit. Just commit to something. Commit, Gemini. Come and on. And then, like, you're going to keep leveling up. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. We're all going to be fine. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Are you good? No. <laughs> I'm not because I am a cancer rising. I rise oh. in my ninth house. Um, so I might have more responsibility in like, I feel like education, but more like structured, like a structured way of thinking, a structured way of like learning. Not like, it doesn't have to be formal education, but like a structured way of learning mm-hmm. um dis- discipline around learning something new yeah that's pretty much it like I just want to be able because this is kind of what I've been thinking about too like I have so many hobbies mm-hmm. and I just want to be good at all of them and like in reality it would take so much time to be good at all of them I need to pick like a couple that I'm really passionate about and like just go in on them yeah yeah because I'm like oh I can like learn Portuguese and be a DJ and like learn to sew and like literally go on next in fashion and be a painter and like yeah but you need to just like choose one thing really like stick with it focus on it Mm -hmm. and do it Mm -hmm. love that yeah um okay so if you're a leo 
That means that Saturn's in your eighth house and um, you need to become more conservative around your investments. Um, you need to set boundaries and structure um, when you are beginning new relationships. Um, whether that is like moving in with someone, sharing finances, things like that. Um, and you need to start learning to trust, which is kind of hard. You're setting boundaries, but also learning to trust. It is, yeah. When I was thinking about this, cause it's like shared finances is the eighth house. So you have to like learn the balance of like, okay, are, are we going to be able to share these finances? Like that is part of trusting, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. I've never shared finances with anyone, but... Well, your parents. I guess, yeah. What's A seventh house is Virgo. Um, so this is, might be a change in one-on-one dynamics. So it could be, like, with your partner, with, like, really close friendships or close family members. Um, level, leveling up into real commitment. So this is kind of like with Brenna. Um, but like more on like a partnership level. Um, and okay. This says not just going with the flow anymore. Don't really know what I said meant by that. Cool. Glad that I didn't have that one. (laughs) If it's not real and you don't put the work in, it's not going to last. Okay. That's tea. That that is tea. That is tea. So like it's, it's kind of make or break if you're in like a partnership, like it's make or break. Yeah. The sixth house is Scorpio, right? Virgo, this is Sag. Really? Yeah. And then this is Scorpio. We're going backwards, right? Wait. Yeah, Sag comes after Okay, we had... Scorpio. Wait, wait, wait. We had Leo, and then we had Virgo. Virgo, and then it goes Scorpio, and then it goes yeah, Sag. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Go ahead. So... Oh. What? I want everyone to know that I was right. <laughs> anyway sixth house is scorpio um so scorpio means that you have saturn in your sixth house so wait wait, wait. no it's libra oh my god libra both of us were wrong both okay (laughs) i would like to say that we were both both wrong wrong. i forgot about you know here's the thing about libra are forgettable i've I've (laughs) got to be honest libra's always the the um Libra is always the sign I want to be, but the one I most forget. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry to all the Libras who are listening. No, but it's true. Like, I literally go from Virgo to Scorpio all the time. Libra is, like, the one I kind of forget. Yeah. But I love Libra. Yeah. Like, Libra, I said, I said Libra is my favorite sign. Oh, my God. And that's coming from an Aries who has no Libra in her They're chart. They're the opposite, yeah. Um, okay. So, Libra, that means Saturn is in your sixth house. So, this is you will need to start looking at an overhaul of your day-to-day life. All of your routines, you should re you should just start thinking about them, maybe changing them up, figuring out what's best for you, um your jobs, you know, that's a day-to-day situation. And then um you want to look for more responsibilities in day-to-day work, maybe managing more people or um Maybe taking care of your physical health. Love. Love that. Fifth house work. Oh, sixth house work. Now I'm going on to fifth house work. That's Scorpio. <laughs> fifth house is Scorpio risings, and that's all about creativity, hobbies, romance, um, maybe children. Um, 
so this is maybe you're taking on more creativity more creative responsibility in your work that would be fun also cutting people off in the dating world that are wasting your time more intention around your indulgences which i think is kind of cool like like we said with the hobbies it's kind of similar to that um but like pay attention to what you enjoy doing like it could be food it could be movies it could be anything but like really don't don't dabble in everything i think that's no dabbling i think that's the theme of this i i was gonna say i was gonna say stop being wishy-washy which is also really interesting that like saturn's going to pisces and you shouldn't be wishy-washy because i feel like yeah but i feel like pisces is very much like wishy-washy but this is, but in these areas, this is this is what your specific sign like. You need to not, not. be wishy washy. Yeah. About. Um, and commit. Okay. Uh, yeah. Sagittarius. That means Saturn's in your fourth house, so you may experience some family challenges. Um, and this is another sign that needs to start drawing boundaries. Um, you need to start getting serious about your family. Um, and family is definitely a loose term that can either be a biological family or your chosen family. Um, chosen fam. That's Harry Styles. That's Harry and us. Well, I was just going to say because of the song. (laughs) Yeah. Matilda. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you need to also start getting serious about the places that make you feel the most supported and most grounded. Oh, I wrote that. Um, third house, Capricorn Risings. This is the learning house, the new idea house. Um, we're, so we're committing to learning new things. Um, limit what you allow in your routine. Like, also, this is kind of routine-esque. And restrictions around social media because that could get out of hand. So, like, just don't go overboard. Yeah. Don't be wishy-washy and don't go overboard. Okay. Um, and last but not least are lovely aqua risings or Aquarius risings with Saturn in the second house. Um, so you need to start getting serious about money investments and also like your Leo brother-in or sister-in, you need to start learning to trust. Also, I just realized, I, I just remembered I just made a Saturn return playlist and it's just getting started. Oh my god, cool. I, I kind of want to build it over the next three years. Oh. You know what I mean? But I, I do have like already like 45 minutes worth of music in oh, there. <laughs> but it's all like about growing up and like dealing with things. And you know what the first song is? Never Grow Up? No. It's Matilda. Because I feel like that's such a Saturn return It song. really is. Oh my god, that song makes me so emotional. Yeah. So I'll link it, but I just, I've been listening to it lately. I'm I, I finna be listening soon. I finna be listening. I finna be in the pit. I finna be listening. <laughs> okay. Good luck, everyone, with your Saturn return. <laughs> if it is your Saturn return. If it's not, I still hope you learned a lot. And we will be back with lots of pop culture. Love. Love. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. We are back for pop culture, and we're going to start off with a little Vanderpump Rules action, because I needed to just let it out. And I need to learn. And I really need one of my friends, just one of my friends, to decide to go back. Like, when I say that Vanderpump Rules 
from season one until now is the best dramatic television you will ever watch. Like, it's reality. Like, they can't make this stuff up. It's reality. Like, you need, like, you need to start from season one. Oh, it's a big commitment. It's, but it's so worth it. What season are they even on now? I think nine. Okay, you've watched nine seasons of something before. That's a lot, though. Depending on how many It's probably episodes. less than watching, like, a full Love Island season. That's a, that, yeah, that's a commitment, though. That's why yeah. I don't always do it. Anyway. So, for those of you who, who watch, or for those of you who don't, Vanderpump Rules is a Bravo TV show. Mm. Angels. Mm. And it started off with Lisa Vanderpump, who was a real housewife of Beverly Hills. And she got a spinoff show because she owns a bunch of restaurants in downtown Hollywood. Uh, yeah, downtown Hollywood. And these people ha- are like, you know, starving artists who need, need a place to, you know, waitress. Bartenders who just want to be in, like, production. Like, all these people are just, like actors who are just like itching to be famous and like they're just not so they work for lisa vanderpump and that's how it started okay and these people have been so is it like restaurant tea it's restaurant tea okay and they're all like friends and all that stuff so what it kind of started off with like this group of people and then uh some of the people have been fired off of the show and like not able to come back but the like Two main people, or like I guess one main pe- person who has been there since the absolute beginning. Tom Sandoval. Mm-hmm. Tom. His friend Tom, and then Tom Schwartz. Okay. So Tom and Tom, who have, who are joint owners of a new bar in Hollywood called Tom Tom. Tom with, Tom. with Lisa Vanderpump. Got it. And Lisa Vanderpump just helped them open up a Schwartz and Sandy's. Okay. Which is their and last name. And Tom names. Sandoval is a cancer man. Yes. And what's, what's the other Tom? Tom Schwartz. Tom Schwartz. Is he? I think he's a Libra. He's a Libra. Oh, that makes so much sense. Okay. That makes so much sense. Just for okay. context. So, you know, and then there's other people who have been there since the beginning, but really, like, Tom Sandoval has been, like, the one who's, like, been around for a while, and the same with Tom Schwartz. Tom Sandoval has been dating Ariana Maddox. Okay. Look her up. Ariana Maddox. She's beautiful, blonde, looks like Avril Lavigne. She does. And it doesn't it doesn't say where she, she just says she's 37. I can't get her. No, she definitely cuz she's very into astrology. Oh, she is a Cancer. She's a Cancer. She's woman. a Cancer as well. Yeah. So a Cancer on Cancer. Yeah. And she has been very open and honest. So Tom Sandoval dated a girl named Kristen for a while, and they were dating, I think, for eight years, and then he had a, an emotional affair with Ariana, and um, so Kristen was like, what the hell, and he was like, it's nothing, and then so now Ariana and, and Tom so, Sandoval. Can I just get this straight? Are all of these people originally, like, workers in the restaurant? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, so Tom Sandoval, like, you know, him and Kristen break up and Ariana and him have been dating for nine years, almost 10 years. Okay. That's like you and Karsten. Yeah. Oh my gosh. 
God. And she has been very open since the beginning that she doesn't want to get married. Right. And he was okay with it. Right. She had been very open about how she never wanted to have kids. Right. And that was hard for him, but he was okay with it. He was like, I just want to be with you. Mm-hmm. They bought a house together. They have dogs together. They have all this stuff. News came out last Wednesday that Tom Sandoval has been having a full-blown-ass affair with this bitch-ass hoe. Sorry, excuse me. This girl, <laughs> Raquel. 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 What live is. Levies? I think it's Levies. But also, her God-given name is Rachel. Really? She changed it to Raquel when she moved to Hollywood. She's 28. Yeah, and he's 39. Okay. You know, it is what it is. He's an old-looking 39. But anyway, he's the worst. She looks really young. Yeah, she is. She looks really, really young. She She looks kind of like Olivia Jade. I don't know. Yeah, she does. She really does look like Olivia Jade. You're so right. Um, But she is, when I say she is so dumb. Okay, who are we talking about? Raquel. Raquel, okay. So dumb. She is like, I don't know, like what the one of the last episodes last week, she was sitting there crying about how she aged out of um she aged out of pageants. So she couldn't be a pageant girl anymore. Twenty eight girl. Why are you upset? Also, she's a Virgo woman. That's so interesting to me. Yeah. I would have assumed that she was a Pisces. Mm, maybe she's a Pisces moon. Or Pisces, Pisces rising. rising. Anyway, so for seven months, Tom Sandoval and Raquel have been having a full-blown affair. And it came out because Tom's phone fell out of his pocket. And there was an illicit video. Ariana picked it up. His his girlfriend. Long-time girlfriend. Picked it up and there was an illicit video of Raquel touching herself (gasps) on his phone. And it just happened to be up? Yeah. Oh, my God. It was crazy. I and will, oh, my God. Did they get that on camera? The, oh, when they found out that it was happening, you best believe Bravo had producers on the scene. Yeah. And they're going to add it to the end of the season. Oh, my God. And there's going to be a bunch of parts because they haven't done the reunion the yet. are going to be crazy for that. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. I'm yeah. so excited. The craziest thing is that this whole season has been about, so, Tom Schwartz just got divorced okay. with Katie, who Katie and Ariana are really good friends and now are starting a sandwich uh, restaurant together. And Tom Schwartz, there's like all this, all these rumors that Raquel and Tom Schwartz have been hooking up mm. and doing all this stuff. And everyone thinks it's just like a beard about Tom Sandoval. So Tam- Tom Sandoval is gay. No, 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 no. I don't mean like a beard as in like, no. Tom Sandoval, like, they, he was a scapegoat for Tom Sandoval (laughs) because, I know, I know, it's crazy. It's so annoying because their names are both Tom. It's, like, super, super frustrating because it's, like, hard to explain. But, like, Tom was having Raquel come over when Ariana was asleep and they were literally having an affair in the house while Ariana was asleep. Oh, my God. Like, they had matching necklaces that they would wear. (gasps) He dressed up as Raquel for Halloween. Wait, what? Tom Sandoval dressed up as Raquel for Halloween. Like, and how, I saw. So how did did what's her name? 
Ariana. Ariana, like, did she have any inkling? Did she didn't know at all? No, there was like rumors coming out at the beginning of like this season where it was like rumors of them having an open relationship, and mm-hmm. Ariana and Tom both had to come out and be like, "We do not have an open relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, we very much are like with each other." And and if you go back and you watch the interviews of like Tom Sandoval, Tom Schwartz, like all this stuff. It's, like, uncomfortable. Like, you don't realize. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, Tom Schwartz is being asked about, like, oh, like, we heard that you all, like, you and Raquel have been, like, buddy-buddy. And he's, like, oh, she's a nice girl. But, like, she's not, like, we're not anything. And, like, Tom Sandoval's just sitting there, like, like, oh my God. so crazy. And, like, she would show up to, because he has this, like, stupid band because he's going through a midlife crisis. And he, like, jo- decided to, like, start this band. Sandoval? Sandoval. Okay. He started to do this band because, like, he wants to do a bunch of stuff that's, like, stupid. And he and Ariana would come to, you know, a lot of that, a lot of the concerts. Raquel would come to all the concerts. He would acknowledge Raquel and he wouldn't acknowledge Ariana in the crowd. Isn't that weird? What's wrong with him? Crazy. And so Ariana didn't think, like, why is he acknowledging this random girl, not me? Mm-mm. No. She must have. It's so weird. So weird. And and he dressed up as her? He dressed up as Raquel. And so what did Ariana think? Well, it's, they're all in the same friend group, so he probably thought it was... It would be as if, like... like a joke. As if, like, Carson dressed up as you. Or, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. We're having but, like, a fair But, like, <laughs> then they had, they had a matching... The entire time, they both had lightning bolt, um, lightning bolt necklaces. I, this is wild. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what to say because I don't know them. Nine but years they've I been together. Need, like Ariana to do like a sit down. Oh, Oprah she's going to. And it was so crazy. So, so, you know, Tom Sandoval before Ariana was dating Kristen. I told you, I mentioned okay. that earlier. Kristen Dowdy. Her name is Kristen Dowdy. Who's not even on the show anymore? She went up on on Instagram Live, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, she's probably gonna like roast Ariana and be like, this like you lose him how you got get him like you mm-hmm. you emotionally cheated blah blah blah." No, she literally drove to Ariana's house and was like with her and was like, "I'm with her now." Like, how are you doing? And like they were like hugging each other and like like kissing each other on the cheeks and like she was it was like crazy. Oh my god. She was like women supporting women. Yes, girl. I love International anyway. Women's Day. How nuts is that? Yeah. Girl, I don't even know what to say. Like, I don't know. There I just feel like there's a lot of cheating in these kind of like Housewives Bravo universe. So like I don't know these people, so I can't say like I'm surprised and shook, but it is yeah. a crazy story. I did want to say, so Ariana Maddox's brother, Jeremy, posted um, posted a, like, thing on Instagram talking about, like, oh, I'm not going to be able to, now I'm not, it's been all over, but now I'm not going to be able to find it while I'm looking it up. Um, he posted something about how, like, toxic... Mm-hmm. reality shows are oh he just went private on on instagram <gasps> so anyway it was just like talking about like how you know relationships aren't sacred anymore mm-hmm. and like just how like this whole 
reality show situation is just like such a toxic environment mm-hmm. and like i kind of agree with him but like i love it for tv i love it for so TV. good don't you love it i mean we're all talking about it even people that don't know the show like me i mean it's crazy yeah and it, it's the only tmz notification i've been getting is about them I know. I'm like, okay, another... It's been crazy. Tom Sandoval. Well, the craziest part about it is that the news dropped on... Uh, this is something. The news dropped last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Watch What Happens Live, which is where Andy Cohen, like, interviews people that are, like, you know... So, he had he had Sheena, who's one of the girls from Vanderpump Rules, and Raquel on Watch What Happens Live. Like... And it started getting, like, kind of weird. Like, she, he would ask, like, questions and all this stuff. And, like... And this was after looked, the news broke? No, the news hadn't broken okay. yet. The news broke after Watch What Happens Live. And it came out that Sheena punched Raquel in the face. When? After? After. They, like, went out after Watch What Happens Live. And it all came out that, oh like, all this stuff happened. And, like, Raquel admitted to it. And Sheena punched her in the face. Oh and she said, I'd do it again. I'd do it again. Okay, girl. I'd do it again. Bye bye. <laughs> wow. Insane. Insane. Anyway. Anyway. So I if you don't watch Vanderpump Rules, I think Vanderpump Rules is the best show for people like our age to get into on Bravo. Okay. Start from the beginning though. I'll think about it. You probably won't. I <laughs> But thank I really you. feel like you should watch it though. I tried to get into Southern Charm and I could not. I think you would like Vanderpump Rules better. It's like Hollywood. Like there are some personalities on there that like will never be anywhere else in yeah. like any universe. Universe. DJ James Kennedy. T. I'm intrigued. I think you should watch. Okay. Okay. Maybe. All right. Moving on. If you have been li- living under a rock. Um, <laughs> Every other TikTok, or maybe every TikTok, has mm-hmm. been about Haley, Justin, Selena, drama. It's literally that or the Tom Sandoval drama. Right. Um, <laughs> Scandoval. Yeah, Scandoval. Oh my god, that's everything. They've been calling it Scandoval. Um, so, a lot's been happening. It's, it's you know, it's kind of like had a little bit of breathing room the maybe the past two days or so. Um, but we have some thoughts. We need a weigh in. Oh yeah. And we just were talking about this right before and like it's a lot. It's a lot to handle and like I was like thinking about their whole entire timeline and like how Justin wasn't like he wasn't engaged to Selena, but they were pretty much together at the very beginning of twenty eighteen and by June of twenty eighteen or maybe July of twenty eighteen, he was engaged to a whole other woman, which is insane. It, yeah. Yeah. And we just like we both discussed this. Justin is the problem. Yeah, here's here is the thing. People are like, like, like. Are you team Selena? Are you team? Yeah, Haley? like I am team woman. I'm team. I am team. Justin needs to be thrown into like, like I don't know, into the line of fire at this point. Because where is he right now? Who knows? Like one, why aren't you like, why aren't you defending your woman? But I think okay, this is this is the thing with him. I think he literally gets off on having these women like pitted up against each other because when I looked through their timeline, he would go back to Selena and then he would go back to Haley. Mm-hmm. And I think he just enjoyed like winning them over. Yeah. And then he got bored the minute they were won over and he's like, I'm gonna back to the other girl and back to the other girl. What's his birth chart? He's a Pisces, is all I know. 
His birthday was on March, on March 1st. I know, but I want to know his, like, full birth chart. I don't know. Maybe the next time we can go over it. Okay. But, um, it's just, it's insane. Um, but this girl from TikTok, obviously, she's an no, astrologer. the New York Times. The Times. Um, the New York Times astrologer, Rising with Rachel, she did a good sinistry chart of both Haley and Selena, which I thought was interesting. And this doesn't have to do with Justin, but... I think it's it's cool to mention. So Selena has a North Node in Sagittarius. So North Node is like your purpose in life, where you're going, like, you know. I just love her. You know, very cool. Um, so she's kind of here to pave the way. She's fun. She's st- strategic. She's adventurous. And she's also a Cancer. And it's and then we have Haley, who is a Sag Sun. Um, and she, so like her Sag Sun if you put it over a sinistry chart, which is like when both of their charts are just on top of each other, her son is like right next to her, Selena's North Node. Interesting. So it's pretty much kind of pointing to like Haley is really looking up to Selena because mm-hmm. also Haley's North Node is in Libra. Mm. So when people are like not on their Libra path, it's really easy to be, like, very easily swayed and very okay. easily influenced because they're the scales, and, like, I think she's tipped a little bit too far. Um, so, I mean, I think at the end of the day, like, her purpose, Haley's purpose in life is to really, like, speak up for herself um, despite, like, all these distractions that are going on in her life and, like, really, like, put down her foot, but she hasn't yet. Um, so she's gonna, like, she's always looked up to Selena, and, like, we've seen this from everyone unpacking her old tweets of being like, oh my god, Jelena forever, like, Selena's so cool, and then, like, she has all this other stuff come up about, like, her just being a super fan of Justin, and, like, all of this, so it's just interesting to see how, like, their, their charts kind of play into it as well. Um, Justin is Pisces, Libra. Ver, uh, Scorpio. Libra moon. Scorpio rising. Libra moon. Scorpio rising. Scorpio rising. I mean, I think the worst part of this is a Pisces sun. Yeah. Okay. Um, my other thing is that I really think that people need to realize, one, you have the ability to watch Selena in, like, her prime if you watch Selena and Chef um on hbo max it is so good and it shows that she's like living her best life without justin Mm -hmm. but i think all all signs point to Haley is a mean girl yeah no doubt and i think there's been enough receipts to tell us yeah like i mean I am one to, like, I follow Haley. I think Haley is, like, really cool. I I like her vibes. I like her fashion. And I don't have any of her, like, road stuff. But I heard it's really, really good. But it just, like, baffles me. Like, she got caught red-handed. Mm-hmm. Like, she really got caught red-handed with this whole situation. And it just, like, if this is one thing that is, like, mm-hmm. caught... What is she, like, you, I understand, like, she's constantly being, like, ridiculed and she's constantly being put down. And how would you feel if you were, like, walking a red carpet with your husband and every single time you're walking around, you get, like, screamed at, like, his ex-girlfriend's name is screamed at you. I understand. But I think that, like, 
she needs to realize, like, if this was a competition, she won. Like, you have the boy. Like, just, like, let it be. Like, why are you giving people ammo mm-hmm. to hate you? Right. You know? And, like, and to want to, and like... And doing it now in 2023. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I, I guess I understand, like, way back in the day. But, like, this is happening, like... Like, a couple weeks ago, it right. all kind of came out. Yeah. With, like, the Kylie thing with the laminated brows yeah. and everything. I right. Don't know. Like, why are you giving people ammo to be like, oh, well, I'm team Selena now. Like, mm-hmm. I'm team, I want both of them to be happy. And I don't think Justin is making Haley happy. Because if Haley was happy, she wouldn't be doing that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I like, think she's super insecure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's just really sad. Also, I just realized he is a Libra moon. She and all of the women he's been with, well, Selena, Haley, and what as also Kendall, because um, I think they were kind of together for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, they all have Aries moons, which is kind of crazy, fiery, but like it's the opposite. Like you know how have you seen the TikTok trend of people putting their moons together? Yeah, I want to do that. So I bad. feel like the Aries and the Libra moon are like completely like complete each other. Mm-hmm. But all of the women he's dated have Aries moons. And he's a Libra moon. Which, which like, like, can you only... He's flip-flopped back and forth. But also, can you, can you imagine, like, these two women being, like, Aries moon? Like, they seem like they have all their, like, shit together in, in person. But, mm-hmm. like, behind closed doors, they're probably crazy. Crazy and emotional and, like, insane. Yeah. But, like, also, same with him. But yeah. I, I will give credit where credit is due. I think Haley has very much helped Justin, like, grow up and become, like, a better person. Yeah. And I, 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 I think that him and Selena together were very toxic. They, they kept going back to, like, their same childhood wounds, yeah. I feel like. Because they've been together for so long. And when I was looking over their, like, timeline, I was like, Selena, why do you keep going back to right. this man? And she kept going back to yeah. him. Yeah. Until 2018. And, like, they, they, I think they first started dating in, like, 2011. That's wild. <laughs> I always come back to you. I don't know. What's that song? It's about what? him. Wait. Back to you, isn't it? Is it her song? Yeah. I don't know. It's called Back to You. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, I don't have too much else to add. I just think, you know, I think we need to really pin this all on Justin. That's a thing. Like, why are we pitting these women against each other? Mm-hmm. What like but I do have to say some of the similarities are cray cray. Yeah. I will say that. I was like it's like I understand like the whole like Selena's a girl, so Haley's a girl and right. like Selena bre- breathes. So Haley decided to breathe and right. like Selena drinks water, so Haley drinks water. Like, that stuff, like, I get kind of crazy. But, like, actual, like, Don't they have, like, both of, like, a G tattoo on their ear? What does a G stand for? I think Selena got it first for, like, someone, who knows, like, someone in her family or something. And who knows what the Haley one is for? No one knows. No one knows. But I'm not going to fault her, you know? I mean, maybe I will. It's a little, it's a little, like, girl, you must have known. You must have known. It wasn't just a coincidence. Anyway, do you have anything else to add? No. Okay. I did a little 1D corner because, <laughs> because 
Yeah. Because we didn't talk about it, but we talked about Harry. But we all saw Harry's story this past week. Brenna, don't not tell me you did not see Harry's story this past week. It was, was all over the internet. I was busy. He was in the gym, and he was wearing a certain shirt. Oh my god, Brenna. Did I see it? Brenna de Wolf. <laughs> what is... <laughs> Sorry. Harry Styles, in the year of 2023, worked out, and he was wearing a... A One Direction, One Direction shirt. tour shirt. Okay. From, like, 2012. That's cute. And everyone... Freaked out. Wild. He knew what he was doing with that. Oh No, 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 but this is the funny part. He, he literally, he addressed it when he... Um, I think it was in Auckland or, or somewhere in, like, New Zealand. Yeah, I see. And him. he said, oh, guys, I actually really, really didn't mean to post that. I meant to post it, like, on my private story. And I posted it to the world, and then he, like, immediately deleted it. Yeah, it was 30 seconds. It was yeah. up for 30 seconds. But everyone saw it. Um, He knew what he was doing. I love that. It makes me so emotional. Okay, also. Also, like, Harry literally never posts on his own Instagram. And that's what happens. I know. I feel like his Instagram has to be so calculated. His Instagram that, literally is like, like it's all PR. a marketer, right? Yeah. So that's why I'm like, was this? But I don't know. But does he have his own little private story? He just posts all the time on. Because wouldn't that be cool? But I feel like it would be too much of like, uh, like a liability, like this thing that's just happened. Like if like. If I was Kendall Jenner, I could easily screenshot something from his private story and sell it to TMZ. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. But I feel like he would only have, like, really, really close friends that wouldn't sell him out. I feel like. I bet he doesn't have Kendall and his close friends. Let's be real. I know, but I was that was just because we were talking about it. And I'm looking at Haley Bieber yeah. right now. I don't know. But also it's T because Louis, Louis, you know... All of those voices, which is his new documentary, is coming out. We're seeing it. I'm so excited. And there's a premiere on the 13th, and it's in Tokyo. And you know who else will be in Japan at that time? Hmm. Harry. Harry. So do you think he's going to go? Yes. You think he's going to go to Louis' premiere? Absolutely. He absolutely will. Okay. I'm just really excited for it. I hope he does. Is that your 1D corner? That's my 1D corner. Oh my Do you God, have love. anything else? No, I don't think so. I did just look up the G tattoos. What does it mean? Um, Selena's is for her little sister, Gracie. Okay, cute. Which I love, who I love. She like has her sometimes on Selena and Chef. Um, and Haley's. What? Is for, hold on, where did it say I was reading about it? The tattoo is a tribute to... The daughter of a church pastor, Chad Veach. Chad? Chad. That guy. Chad Veach. Okay. The guy from Hillsong. Oh, no. So, she got a G for his daughter, Georgia. Why? What? Who's Georgia? And why why are you close to her? What what does she go through? Like, what? (laughs) Also, Hillsong, problematic. Isn't Chad the one who was problematic, too? I thought the pastor was the guy that was like, I don't know what he did, but he was super problematic. I think he was super problematic. Wasn't he, like, embezzling money and, like, having an like, affair? Yeah, and, like, like, dealing little 
girls. Probably. Maybe George. Maybe Maybe that's why she did it. That's so bad. All right, that's enough. <laughs> Anything else, Brenna? Is he canceled? Who's canceled? Chad? Chad, I think, is canceled. I don't know if he is. Okay. I don't know who it was who I who was canceled at Hillsong. But anyway... So if you're listening now, you've made it to the portion where we are breaking down week by week every Taylor Swift album. Yes. So today's red. album is red. Red. Red, 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 red. Here we go. And you're wearing red. Oh my god, I didn't even know. That's kind of cool. Oh my god, okay. If red, like, somehow has made it, like, to the very top it's like number two for me and i, I don't think i don't think of myself as a red girl but you I are think a red I girl am. Mm-hmm. red's number two for me as well oh my god look at us we're agreeing on something oh my god this is huge <laughs> we don't agree on one but <laughs> okay so red initial thoughts brenna i well i mean red as an entire album insane yeah the the imagery the writing style, just, it's amazing. And it really does truly, and I don't know, I feel like she wrote this someplace at some point, but this truly is an album that has you going through the motions of a quick love, like Mm -hmm. a fast burn, like, fast out what is it it's like a like a quick burn love mm-hmm. like one that's like you're wrapped up so in it passionate. it was so passionate it was and like the song red is the perfect song for this song for this album to be named after it it really is it was like, like she like i would say that this i would say like i would say that this album was the best album with the song and album match okay I think I would agree with that. Yeah. I think I would. It's just like the image. Oh my God. Like this whole album, you could sit there, close your eyes and watch an entire movie unfold. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a beautiful, beautiful masterpiece. And you know what is the best opening for it? State of Grace. State of Grace is probably her, her best, at least so far, opener. Oh, I thought you thought the Fearless opener was the best. I think this is better. I agree. Thank you. Thank it's, you. It's really good. Yeah. The way it makes you feel when you just hit, like... Oh, my God. Like, the drum, like, and, like, and then, like, the guitar goes... <laughs> beam, beam, beam. <laughs> and like, oh, my God, it's happening. Walking fast through the traffic. It literally is an opener of, like, of, like, one of those... Of life. Like, it's, like, an opener of, like, a one movie. of those movies yeah. that, like... When you're in the bustling city of New York exactly. and you're like walking past through the traffic yeah. light, like, and you're like, yeah, and you're like in this huge crowded city and you're like getting on a subway yeah. and you're like just, oh my god. And then you meet the love of your life. Yes. And then the doors close. Yeah. <laughs> it's a state of grace. Oh, oh my gosh. god. So good. Okay, best opener. So good. Then we have red. Such a so such good. a classic. I mean, I don't even think this is like that overplayed. No, I don't think so either. I think, I think this it's, was It's almost underplayed for it was, what it is. And it also it wasn't a single. Okay. 
It wasn't a single. This song is so good. The song is like truly taking what anyone knows about like a like love and loss and putting it into a song and making it like like colors. It's it is it's so perfectly done. Mm-hmm. And it's so crazy to me that like no one did it prior. Exactly. I mean, or at I'm least sure that at least did. that I know. Like right. but like no one mainstream has done it like like loving him was like like driving a new Maserati down dead end street. Mm. Are you kidding me? How did she think Are of that? Are you kidding me? How did her brain think of that? And this entire album, like, how did you even come up with that? It's so... Like, losing him was blue, like i never known. Yeah. Missing him was dark gray all alone. It's so obvious, but it's not obvious. No. Like, the the thing is that if it was anyone else who was writing this, they probably, it probably would have felt like a nursery rhyme. Yeah. But, like, because of her, they would it would have, it would have felt like me. <laughs> Like it, it could have easily been like a nursery rhyme of a song, and she made it into like a poem, like a beautiful yeah. poem. Oh, it's just so good. So good. Anyway. Oh my god, we have we have thirty songs to get through. Buckle in, everyone. Okay. So we're going through Taylor's version. Treacherous, really good. I love Treacherous. Treacherous is really good. It's really really good. Um, I need your trouble. Okay, guys, this is this is my thing. <laughs> what are, what are your thoughts? No, you go ahead. I was doing the the goat. Oh. Why is she screaming like that? Okay. So, I Knew You Were Trouble, as well as 22, as well as We Are Never Getting Back Together. Those were the three that were overplayed. And they all kind of like, not really blur together, but they're all, they all sound a little similar. They're very poppy and they're almost overproduced. And for me, they feel disjointed to the rest of the album. Agreed. Because they're not, like, that kind of rock, still a little bit of country, really instrumental. The, these songs are, like, poppy. Like, I, I can't even say anything but, like, overproduced. Yeah. No, I agree. I think that those three are the ones that I would say were, like, I don't skip anything on this album, but, like, I would. Yeah. If I only had a few songs that I had to choose, like, I, those would be the three I would get rid of right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, all too well. The, this like, is the five minute version. Okay. Are we just gonna review the five minute version? No, we can. We can do the ten minutes. Fine. <laughs> okay, because my tea is, and people can judge me. Mm-hmm. I really didn't know all too well as a five minute version. And Brenna is giving me like she's not even giving me eyes. She's like looking like I'm a crazy person. Oh my god. But when I think. She... Yeah, go ahead. She did this song at, I think it was a Grammy. I think it was the Grammys with her piano. Oh my God. And this was before the 10 minute version. And it was the most, like, I don't know. It just brought so much emotion. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. So I, I have a special place for the five minute, but I think that... She really just maximized it with the 10 minute. Yeah. 10 minutes, so good. I think the 10 minute version, like, we've done this a few times where we just will get together and, like, sing it as, like, a gr- group of girls. It's so good. And I've done it in, like, a cardio dance class. 
And when I get together with a group of women and, like, sing the song or dance to the song or anything... Everyone's I, been hurt. I just feel like this is the... Like, I just... I'm like, I love being a woman. I know. You this know those is, TikToks? I'm like, oh, I love being a woman. Like, yeah. I literally this is, love it. Yeah. Well, this is a song that even if you haven't been hurt, you can scream your little heart out mm-hmm. and feel like you've been hurt. Mm-hmm. And it's so beautifully written to the point of, like... She was destroyed, but, like, rebuilt, and this song helped her rebuild herself. And the 10-minute version, like, goes through every single emotion. It's so good. It's so good. Oh, my God. The part where she's a soldier coming back half her her weight. Stop. Every single lyric in the 10-minute version is insane. Yeah. Mm. It is, like, it's a woman anthem. It's a woman anthem. It's, like, so, like... Oh, it just makes you just happy to be a woman. Like you said. Yeah. Okay, we talked about 22. I almost do. I love this song because I think it's it's a yet another ballad mm-hmm. that Bren Bren loves her ballads. Bren Bren loves a ballad. Mm-hmm. I think it's good. I'm not going to skip it. I think it's really good. Okay, we already talked about we are never getting back together. Um, we have a skip. One of we have a skip. the... I would say top, bottom five songs. Bottom maybe three songs for me. Okay. Me, me? Shake It Off, and Stay You think stay. Shake It Off? Yeah. I would do Me, Mine. Okay. Stay, Stay, Stay. Okay. Those are, our, those are my bottom three. Or Speak Now. Speak Now, I don't hear I'm not the kind of girl. I went, I, yeah, I still love listening to it, yeah. though. Yeah. Um, yeah, stay, stay, stay. It, like, Bad. it literally you is. You listen to the intro, and you're like, oh, nope, not it's gonna like, happen today. Shake that ass for some Cole's cash. Yeah, we, were, exactly. we were singing that, we were saying that the whole time this, this weekend. Shake that ass for some Cole's cash. But, like, it really is. Like, it's, it is, like, a, one of it's those Kohl's. ones. It's, it's literally corporate America jingle. It's, like, the Katy Perry song that's taken and thrown into like a Macy's commercial. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the last time. I want to know what you think about this because this is kind of a skip for me. I'm I, so sorry. It's. I mean, it's not my favorite. I. I'm not. Gary. I. I know he's from some band, and I don't think he adds to it. I'm sorry, Gary. No, I think he makes it even more of a downer. Yeah. Of a song. It's, yeah. It's sad. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely songs where, uh, there's definitely times where I've put this song on and been, like, feeling it, but very few times, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Holy ground. So then we have one of the god tier, of most god tier songs. Yes. <laughs> State of Shut Grace up. and Holy Ground literally are so fucking good. Holy Ground? I said, holy ground. Holy shit, this is the song. It is? <laughs> So good. And if she didn't name this album Red, I would have said it should have been called Holy Ground. Yeah, I agree. Like, that would have been such a cool, like... And then more people would listen to it. Yeah. I think think the Swifties know and love this song, though. Oh, 100%. Like, Holy Ground is like... This is an anthem. This is an anthem. Yeah. Like, everything about this song. It's the lyrics, it's... The beat, I'm such a girl that's like about the beat and the melody of something yeah. and it has to sound good and oh my god. Mm-hmm. It's everything. 
And I've been, well, I guess I've been listening. I The first time I heard this was in the dance class because we did a red dance class. And I'm like, what is this song? Yeah. And like we did this tambourine thing. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, this is the song to it's end so all good. songs. Yeah, it's so good. Um, so Sad you didn't beautiful. love Sad, Beautiful, Tragic. It's just not my favorite. I know you love a ballad. I do love a ballad. That's a good one. That's a good one. Sad, beautiful, tragic love affair. The lucky one I love. I love it too. And I think this is like her first time in her history so far where she's doing the, the storytelling thing. Yeah. And I love it for her. So I, I, I'm seeing your notes about how it reminds you of a very lucky Britney Spears moment. Mm-hmm. Like, it does. She's so lucky. I agree. It also reminds me of the very amazing but very canceled Chris Brown. Why? He has a song that is called Lucky Me. Okay. And very amazing but very canceled. <laughs> very amazing but very canceled Chris Brown. The song Lucky Me is very much like this song where it's like you're going to be told that you're really lucky but you're not going to feel that way because mm-hmm. like you're always like people are always going to try yeah. and be better than you. And you're going to be, like, last year's news right. soon. Oh, that's sad. And this song is fairly sad. I know, but it's such a good song. It's I actually, this is one of the songs on this album that, to this day, is a repeat of a song when I'm sitting in, when I'm standing in the shower and I'm not doing anything and I want to sing, this is a song I sing. Isn't that weird? Wow. Out of all the songs in the world, this is a song that I sing in the shower. I love that. But really, like, her best her best storytelling to date. I guess it's one of her only ones. But, like, before Folklore and Evermore, like, this was it. And I'm so glad this happened. Everything has changed just a bop. Thank you for think, feeling that way. I think it's underappreciated by people. By, like, Swifties, even. Can I've we talk Swifties about like, how this is the most iconic Friendship? So good. So good. So good. Like, who would have thunk a short little redheaded British man, Ed, and a tall blonde bombshell? And they're both incredible lyricists and musicians. And and they're like good friends. Like, they're good friends. Yeah. Oh my God. And like, the harmonies in this. The harmonies. Oh my God. Ed's harmony is so good. Friend, I love that you were like, yeah, I memorized every single person's harmony. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I know. I know Taylor's harmonies and Ed's harmonies. And I like sometimes want to do it together and you just can't. I know. I wish I had two voices. I know. Same. Anyway, Starlight. I love Starlight. And I I know I agree with, with what yeah, you said. Yeah, I said it feels very 1989 to me. So good. And I think that's why you love it. <laughs> it's like, it's. Starlight is the early, I mean, early 20, or the 2010s Bejeweled. Oh, okay. I feel that. Yeah. I feel that. It's, it's like thing. more whimsical and magical and Bejeweled is more like badass. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Oh my, what am I Okay. I had to like think about what it is. But I also, this is what I said to you when we were, like, first talking about this. Starlight, if you, like, don't dig too deep into the lyrics, I think that Starlight seems more of, like, a song that 
you're talking about going out on the town with your friends and like you truly are like feeling like you're like one in a million with your friends having the best time because like Starlight, you know, they talk about how like they, they snuck into a yacht club party pretending to be a Mm -hmm. duchess and a prince, like that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But like, I think it's seems more of like a kitschy, like friends going out and like romping around on the town. That's why I like it. Oh my god, Girls Night Out. Too. Girls Night Out. GNO. GNO. Okay. And it's fine. Oh, that makes me so sad it's that you cute. think it's fine. It's it's not like, oh my god, this is the most amazing song. Yeah. Well, I love this song because without the deluxe version, this is the last song. And I think it really like emphasized back then how you would listen to a CD in the car and then it would start over. Mm-hmm. So that's, like, this that's is really her like, cool. like this is like her entire love affair starting out with state of grace, like bop, 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 like having all of this, like, you know, mm-hmm. it's it, like everything has changed and now she's beginning again. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. And she begins again. Yeah. Okay. And then now we're going to go into the deluxe the album. I knew. It's okay. Yeah. I, I, when I listen to it, I'm like, this is a good song. But then looking back, I'm like, other songs just overshadow it. Yeah. Come, Come back, back, be here. here. Oh my God. This is everything. So good. Especially like the, like the part, I don't know if it's the bridge, but like where they strip everything back and it's just like the drums. This is when the feeling sings in or kicks in. So good. This song, I think, should have been on Fearless. Mm, it reminds me of what did I say it reminded me of like other side of the door kind of yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's just like I don't it's not even like the same message or like beat or anything it just has the same vibe yeah I kind of just wish that this was not in the deluxe album I wish it was a full ass song on fearless okay yeah I think it gives the same vibe as fearless it's like a good I don't think it got enough credit just being on the deluxe album I know I agree Okay. Girl at Home. I've heard some discourse about Girl at Home. I don't really like Girl at Home. I heard that, like, the first... I didn't even really listen to the original Girl at Home, but apparently she changed some lyrics. Mm -hmm, Do you mm -hmm. know that? Do you know about that? I don't know what the lyrics are, but I did hear about that. I heard that everyone was like, oh, the new Girl at Home is, like... I don't know. Like, it's different. (laughs) Um, let's see. What she changed. Uh, I don't know. It's not coming up. So, anyway, I think it's fine. It's, like, not my fave. Yeah. Um, Ronan is one of my least favorites, but she did it for raising money. Yeah, Ronan's... Um, is... The last three albums, I guess, <laughs> yeah. she's now saying about sad, like, childhood things. Yeah. And I'm just excited for the next album and the previous... Fu- I mean, the future albums where she's not going to sing about sad childhood trauma this is true Sad except isn't like things. isn't like ever more like all trauma yeah but like the childhood stuff is like yeah i don't know it just makes it even more sad um better man i know she originally wrote this for who was this sugarland yes no better man no babe is for oh um little big town little big town um I like this one. It's a little too country for me, though. I think Little Big Town does it better. Oh, Sorry, sweet. Taylor. Oh, my God. 
I think she did. A, she wrote a very good song. I think this is, and I'm the opposite with Babe. So Wait, you think, I, okay, I think, okay, okay. I think Little Big Town did Better Man better than Taylor. I think Taylor did Babe much better than Sugarland. Okay, I agree. Okay, good. Did, babe, you didn't even know what Babe was until this. I literally didn't know what Babe was, and now it is God tier for me. I love Babe so much. Do you want to talk about nothing new, though? I just have to speak about Babe. Babe is God tier. It's, that's all I can say. It's so good. It's really, really good. It, I have the ick from it because of Sugarland. Yeah. That is, it's my, it's my issue. It's, it's my true. issue. I think I would love the song more if I didn't know that Sugarland won first. But, but she, I knew so did, that she wrote it. So you were like familiar with the entire song. Yes, I was familiar with "Babe" by Sugarland, and I don't like the girl's. Voice. I don't even know her name. I don't like yeah. her voice though. Like I appreciate her. I don't like her voice. I liked the lyrics. I liked the song, but I can't listen to it even with Taylor singing right. it because it gives me the ick. Interesting. Okay, so nothing new is not my favorite. Yeah, me neither. Um, interesting that she brought Phoebe Bridgers on. Yeah, isn't she, like, kind of new age? She's, like, I think of her as, like, a 2020 and onward artist. And it just doesn't work for me. Because this song is a, re- is a Taylor's version re-release from a 2012 album. Yeah, I agree. I wish she brought, like, Jason Mraz. She needs, like, a 20, <laughs> a 20, a, someone who was big in 2012. And Phoebe Bridgers was probably still in middle school at that point. In 2012. <laughs> um, Message in a Bottle is so good. And actually found that Message in a Bottle has one of the highest streams um, of this entire album. Which I mm-hmm. think is really cool. Because fans are obviously loving it. Oh, yeah. And I'm that gives me the slightest little teeny glimmer of hope that she might sing it. On oh, that. she will. I think she will. You think she will? I actually do think she will. Just truly based on the streaming. Yeah. Um, could you imagine the biggest artist in 2020... 2012 is One Direction. <laughs> and then it's Taylor Swift. And then One it's Direction. fun. She should have fun come on. She with... should have had One Direction come on as for Taylor's version. <laughs> of nothing new. Could you imagine? Oh my gosh. Oh my god. Or Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh, that would be such a good 2012 moment. That would actually work. I know. I bet you think about me. I think this one got a lot of airtime. Yeah, it really did. It, it was because of the music video and Chris yeah. Stapleton. Yeah. It was because Miles Teller was in the music video, and it was because Chris Stapleton was also on it. Which, TBH, you don't really hear him. Chris Stapleton? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you don't hear him. He's just, he's just doing the harmonies. Yeah. Which bothers which, which me. Which is a very Taylor thing to do. It is so Taylor. And that's kind of one of my annoyances at her. I'm like, let the people sing. It's like when she did it with Lana. Lana Del Rey. Yeah, I'm like, I would have loved to hear it she did it also. She did it also with the Civil Wars. Like, the Civil Wars didn't like, really, like, sing Taylor. with her. Like, like let, they were just harmonizing with her. Like, don't call it a feature. Yeah. Don't, don't literally even, don't call it a feature like, then. Don't even tease me with that. You should say harmonies by. <laughs> you should don't say e- backup Don't even by. put them on the thing. Like, do it on, like, the closing credits where nobody watches it. Right. <laughs> right. Um, I did love that Miles Teller was on my screen for yet another thing, but I didn't like this song that much. Yeah. Um, we have Forever Winter. 
this one, when I think about it again, it's it's a little forgettable. It for is me. forgettable. And that's all I can say about it. And then Run, I know, was their first song they wrote together, which is cute, but it's forgettable still. I like it, but yeah, yeah. It, they all start to kind of run together, but I think she ends up on a great note. The very first night is so good. The very first night is a great, great song. I do think that my one critique about this this whole red situation is that she did way too much on this album. I think songs is a like lot. she really should have some of these. Couldn't she made the vault like? Like, throw it on another album, you know? But if it was written at this time, it is what it is, girl. I know. It just, like, bothers me. Because, obviously, like, some of them... Yanni! Sorry. Sorry, that was so rude of me. But <laughs> it is almost 10 o'clock, and that is my bedtime. Um, Some of these, like, would have gotten more appreciation if it was... If there weren't so many songs on it. Yeah. Like, I personally think that... Better Man and Babe shouldn't have been on the Taylor's version. She should have just, like, thrown those out there as, like, singles and been like, I wrote these, now I want to I wanna release them as my own. They have to have a home. They have to have, they be... Do they? Like, neatly in an era. I think that's how she thinks of all of these songs. Yeah. But she's going back, because I know Today Was a Fairy Tale wasn't on the original Fearless, and then she gave that a home. Yeah. In Fearless. Yeah. Was that Fearless? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, you know what makes me really sad? What? One of my favorite Taylor Swift songs was never released. What was it? Permanent Marker. I'm going to have to look that up. And it was from before. Like, it was from Taylor Swift EP. T. Well, that's all I have. Yeah, me too. <laughs> we love you all. <laughs> Thank we you. love you all if so you've much. If you stayed this long, we love you so much, and we'll be back with 1989 next time. Oh, actually, next week we're going to predict. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to predict her set list because she's coming out on next Friday with the tour. With the, so, with the tour. With the tour. <laughs> so we want to predict her set list, and we won't know if we're right until we get to the tour. Because we're not spoiling it. But yes. We wanna we wanna put it out there. Anyway, we love you all so much. Thank you for listening. Love you. See you next time. And when you look up at the stars, think of us. Bye. bye. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. If you liked us, loved us, or maybe even tolerated us, share us with your friends. And be sure to follow us on Instagram. It's at TSWBpod. We would love a follow and we would love a rating and review on Spotify and Apple. We really appreciate it. Love you. Love you so much.